Well, g'day everyone. Welcome to The Journey this week. It's the 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time. We're coming to the, the end of October. We're not far away from the Advent season. And we've got a really wonderful show lined up for you this week. You're going to love the stuff that our key presenters have got to say. We've got a little collage of some, some interviews that we did with some of the dads and lads who, who last week experienced a thing called Growing Good Men. And they're going to talk into their experience of uh, what happens when you invest in a weekend such as that for fathers and sons. It's so needed and necessary and was humbled and just so encouraged by all of the stuff that I saw unfold last week in that. And really, really pleased to be able to bring you this interview that Max Norton's done with a few of the guys who participated in that. We're going to be hearing from Mother Hilda Scott, of course. She's going to talk about walking for others, a bit of a reflection and connection with pilgrimage. The Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton from down in Bathurst area. He's going to talk about a recent experience of coming together with some of his mates from other denominations and churches down in that area. And he was asked to just explain to them what the Divine Office is, which is a a daily prayer of the church. It's actually prayer in sequences if you do it all the way through this. There's early morning prayer and morning prayer and mid-morning prayer and midday prayer. It just it just goes through about every three hours. It's uh, it's incredible liturgy of the hours. And he wants to speak to us about that prayer and, and using scripture to pray. We're going to hear from Father Brian Lucas. He uh, he heads up Catholic Mission in Australia and the wonderful works that they do. And in October, many schools, many Catholic schools in particular do so much fundraising to help people, particularly young people in poverty right around the world, and uh, he's going to talk to us about Socktober. And funnily enough, my, my wife came home from work yesterday and she was telling me about doing exactly that, the activity that uh, Father Brian Lucas is going to be talking about, making soccer balls out of a variety of materials and how the kids in poverty often got to do that. Well, they did that in, uh, in my wife's school this week. To kick off, though, we're going to hear the gospel broken open for us. It's the, the reading from Luke 19, 1-10. Salvation comes to the house of Zacchaeus, the story of Zacchaeus, who climbed up the tree to get to hear and to see and to understand and, and be seen as well by this, uh, this rabbi, this rabbi Jesus. And Father Mark's going to ask the question, to what heights would, would we climb to meet Jesus, to be ready to meet him? What would we be willing to do in order to repent and reform our life, just like Zacchaeus did in that moment? We're going to hear from, uh, from Max, first of all, who's going to proclaim the gospel, then Father Mark Deber-Sister. Then it'll be time for a bit of music, casting crowns, Jesus at a distance, and then all that other good stuff on the way as well. we better get into it. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus entered Jericho and was going through the town when a man whose name was Zacchaeus made his appearance. He was one of the senior tax collectors and a wealthy man. He was anxious to see what kind of man Jesus was, but he was too short and could not see him for the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore tree to catch a glimpse of Jesus who was to pass that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and spoke to him. Zacchaeus, come down, hurry, because I must stay at your house today. And he hurried down and welcomed him joyfully. They all complained when they saw what was happening. He's gone to stay at a sinner's house, they said. But Zacchaeus stood his ground and said to the Lord, Look, sir, I'm going to give half my property to the poor, and if I've cheated anyone, I will pay him back four times the amount. 
And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek out and save what was lost. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Mark D. Batista. Today, once again, we hear the familiar story of Zacchaeus. And like so many other places in the Gospel, Jesus Christ, so full of love to save everybody that he came across, turns wonderful lessons from natural incidents. On one occasion, after a long day, the mothers are bringing their little children to him to bless them. The apostles we know and disciples chase them away. Jesus is upset with them. Today, it's Zacchaeus' turn. I imagine, well, Zacchaeus, we know from the gospel, was short. I imagine him to be probably pretty overweight and a bit of a pen pusher of those days. But here he was, his curiosity to see Jesus. Yet in his heart, unbeknownst to him, in fact, there was a deeper curiosity, the deeper hunger to know what it's like to see the rabbi of Galilee. So climbing a tree, he goes up to catch a glimpse, and then the unexpected happens, which is what shows Jesus's not only his natural genius, but his deep desire and longing to welcome everybody into the kingdom of his Father. Our Lord stops right underneath the tree, and now everyone's attention is on Zacchaeus. Of course, people being what they are, they grumble, they complain. He's gone to stay at a sinner's house. But Zacchaeus, we are told by St. Luke, stands his ground and says, Lord, I'm going to give half my money to the poor, and if I've robbed anybody, I'm going to give them four times the amount. He must have been a wealthy, wealthy man, and as a tax collector, he would have helped himself very much to the extra collections or more, charge people more than was actually required of them. So he must have robbed a lot of people in his day. But Zacchaeus is now ready to repent and to reform his life. And our Lord says to him, Today salvation has come to his house. And if we look at Jesus' name in Hebrew, and this incident would have taken place in the, the Hebrew language, or more likely Aramaic, Yeshua means salvation. And so Jesus is saying to Zacchaeus, Salvation has come to this house. I have come to this house. I am the salvation of the Father, and you have received this salvation and turned your life around. Amen to that. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. I've been keeping Jesus at a distance So afraid to let him get too close To the two lives I've been living As if he couldn't see them both Close enough to feel the warmth of the fire Far enough away for me to hide But I'm tired of walking the wire Between the darkness and the light No more Jesus at a distance No more pushing you away I don't want to settle for the back row Of some Sunday morning faith 
So I'm holding nothing back now Cause there's nothing you don't see No more Jesus at a distance Come change every part of me Every part of me I was offered resurrection But I settled for the grave I had the chance to walk on water But I chose to play it safe I've been hiding from a healer I thought my wounds were out of reach But at the end of all my running You're still running after me So no more Jesus at a distance No more pushing you away I don't want to settle for the back row Some Sunday morning faith So I'm holding nothing back now Cause there's nothing you don't see No more Jesus at a distance Come change every part of me Every part of me No more pushing you away I don't want to settle for the back row Some Sunday morning faith So I'm holding nothing back now Cause there's nothing you don't see No more Jesus at a distance Come change every part of me Every part of me Every part of me So I'm holding nothing back now Cause there's nothing you don't see No more Jesus at a distance Come change every part of me No more Jesus at a distance Come change every part of me You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. I recently heard about a woman, Ailsa Piper. She's Australian, a journalist, director and actor. Perhaps you've heard of her too and what she's done. Ailsa walked the well-known pilgrimage track the Camino, the one that stretches from France to Spain. Pilgrimages in ancient times were something one undertook to make amends for one's own sins and also as a means of thanksgiving. It involved dependence on others and inevitably one discovered that one had brought too much luggage. It generally got discarded along the way. Usually the walk ended at a sacred Christian site, In Norway, it so often ended in Trondheim Cathedral. 
To this day you can see the black-stained pillars where the tired pilgrims lent their weary, unwashed bodies against the solidity of the house of God. In their minds and hearts, God had heard their prayer and forgiveness or atonement or whatever had been accomplished. As I speak, actually I guess it's a bit like people going back to places of the past. They revisit sites that were once important or places where they'd had a particularly hard time and feel the need to exorcise the demons that still ring within them. Anyway, Ailsa Piper put a new and at the same time revived spirit into that ancient custom. She walked 1,300 kilometres in 45 days and her luggage was comprised of the sins, the wants, the desires of others. It was not an easy walk. It rained, it was hot, it was cold and the road was often rough. I imagine she didn't always have a great choice of accommodation either. She advertised her intention before she went and people came out of the woodwork. She said, yes, people gave me their sins. From the first day there were confessions, even some from strangers who'd heard of what I wanted to do. Knowing someone would be taking on their sin, the deep-seated shameful skeletons in so many cupboards, they all came out for a life-giving airing and a new home. It seems to me that in the pilgrimage that is in all our lives, we too can walk for the sins of others. When someone yells at you for whatever reason, there is a skeleton waiting to be aired. When someone is rude or insensitive or dismissive of you on your road through life, a skeleton is asking for a new home. Instead of condemning and retaliating, I wonder, could we too bear the sins of others with a smile and understanding? It takes courage, but then after all, Jesus did it and he wound up on the cross. Surely as Christians we can do no less. In carrying the sins of others, we also can cure the world. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that from Mother Hilda Scott. She entitled that Little God Spot in her Wisdom from the Abbey segment, Walking for Others. Spoke about the Camino and an amazing walk that so many people do, that pilgrimage over there in Europe. Time of prayer and reflection and surrender and change. And Sister Hilda reminded us that in the pilgrimage that is our life. You don't have to go and walk through through Europe to do that. When when someone's rude or insensitive or dismissive, we can retaliate or we can bear the sins of others with smiles and, and understanding. It takes courage. Jesus did it and he calls us to do the same. Pick up our crosses. Walk with and for others. Thanks to Mother Hilda Scott. Thanks to Father Mark De Batista, who before the break gave us a, a really good insight into this week's gospel. After the break, we're going to be hearing from Father Brian Lucas. He's going to talk to us about Socktober in, uh, in World Mission Month, which is October. You'll love what he's got to say. First up, though, here's, uh, here's Crowder on the song, Come As You Are. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're on the journey. Come on. 
out of sadness from wherever you've been. Come brokenhearted, let the rescue begin. Come find your mercy, oh sinner, come kneel. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. Earth has no sorrow that heaven can't heal. So lay down your burdens, lay down your shame. All who are broken, lift up your face.
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. Lucas, the National Director of Catholic Mission. Catholic Mission is an organisation in Australia that's been present in our country now for 175 years. It's part of the international network of the Pontifical Mission Societies. So in our fundraising, Catholic Mission has a responsibility to take the opportunity that presents in schools and parishes and around the community to sensitise people for an awareness of mission and then to raise funds. One of the initiatives that it's taking in recent years is what is called Socktober. It started with the idea of socking it to poverty. October is World Mission Month, and during October, many schools will engage in this Socktober initiative. They'll kick goals for poverty. They'll kick goals to raise funds to help the mission churches. 
Many of them begin by making what is called a sock ball. They take plastic bags and socks and old clothes and things that are otherwise going to be thrown in the rubbish tip and we teach them the technique of binding them all up with string to make the sort of soccer ball that many young people around the world use in circumstances where, of course, they don't have the money for the fancy soccer ball we would buy uh, from a sports goods store. Then that sensitizes them to the relationship they should have with those people not so well off. Those of us in rich countries like Australia have a responsibility to do what we can for those not so well off. Not simply to give handouts, not simply in a patronising way uh, to say, well, we're better and we're going to share our riches with you, but rather to enter into a partnership, to enter into a dialogue, to come to a better understanding of people in our world. And through that relationship of mutuality, then we can use our resources to change structures, to work for justice and to make our world a better place. Hope you enjoyed that. That was Father Brian Lucas. He's an amazing guy. He's done so many things in his ministry over many years and he now heads up Catholic Mission in Australia, which is part of a, a worldwide mission effort and worldwide mission month, looking to kick goals for poverty. And he just explained what Socktober is and soccer balls being made out of a whole lot of stuff, plastic bags and socks and old clothes and things that are otherwise going to be thrown in the rubbish. Well, kids around Australia this week, particularly in Catholic schools, have been making soccer balls out of that sort of stuff, just as you would have to do if you were living in many, many of the poor areas of the world. And it just brings home how lucky we are, but also how we're called to be really generous in what we've got. really encourage you to go to the Catholic Mission website if you want to get behind some of their wonderful initiatives to support some of the neediest communities around the world and, and even in the midst of our own country in, in Australia as well. After the break, you're going to hear some snippets of, of interviews for the Growing Good Men Weekend that was held last week at Cataract Scout Camp. People mainly from our Wollongong and also a few from Sydney region come to that, but there were people from other parts of Australia who came as well, as far away as uh, South Australia, who flew in for that. Um, what an amazing experience. What a privilege to be part of, from my perspective, to just see such openness, such desire and, and such transformation of relationships. That's, that's after the break. You'll have some great insights from, from the dads and from the lads themselves, from the boys who were called into the, the circle of manhood by their fathers last weekend. First up, though, a bit more music. Here's Andrew Rip, Faith, Hope, Love and Life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. Been walking to a city I cannot see Through the valley where the sun can't reach I've been high, I've been low I've been looking for the river that could fill my soul Been walking to a city I cannot see Fill my cup, Lord Run it over Give me love, give me joy Give me
was a golden street. On our Men Alive segment, time for another chat about something to do with Men Alive. And today we're talking about the Growing Good Men weekend. I've got a couple of people with me who want to share their thoughts. So let's get some introductions. G'day, my name's Mark and I'm from Bulleye. My name's Brad and I'm Mark's son. What was the thing that you liked most about the weekend, Mark? Uh, For me, it was the chance to spend time with Brad one-on-one and we journeyed together through uh, many uh, activities to connect more deeply with with Brad. Brad, from your point of view, what was the thing you liked most about the weekend? Definitely the adventure stuff, but I did enjoy the talks as well from Jude Hennessy. What's the thing that really stood out to you as something that you've learnt this weekend? That a good father figure is very important in your life and you should look to him for guidance. Right, and from Dad's point of view? Brad and I bonded, um, particularly at the the end of uh, today's sessions. Yeah, it's been so cleansing for me and so enriching. And, um, yeah, looking forward to a, a better relationship with Brad as we go forward. Uh, g'day. Hi, I'm Angel and I'm from Pemilwee. Uh, I'm Owen, I'm Angel's son. What was the, um, the, the the most memorable part of the weekend for you, Angel? Yeah, okay, I can share it. Two comes to mind. Um, the first one was the ritual, having a ceremony to represent Owen's move from a boy to uh, a young man. Powerful and um, palpable and real writer ceremony that gives an authentic step to what an authentic man is compared to what the world says what, what a man should be about. So uh, that was stand out. And then just the second one was um, Owen wrote a personal letter that, that was really funny and really touching and I really appreciated that. For you, Owen, what was the, uh, the best part of the weekend for you? Um, as he said, I would probably say the letter because he also had to write one for me. Like the letter process was really good because it allowed us to connect. We could like see how much we actually meant to each other. We could learn like just more about each other and truly like build our relationship. Oh, hi, I'm Jeff from Tarmore Parish. Hi, I'm Gabe and I'm Jeff's son. Oh, it's just been a great opportunity to spend some time with Gabriel. There was uh, one particular thing that stands out is an opportunity to write him a letter to tell him how I feel about him and tell him his uh, qualities that I see in him and uh, that I'll always be there to uh, support him. Great. And Gabe, from your point of view? really love spending time with my dad and just meeting new people. It's been a great time writing the letters. That was a really important experience for me. So basically I've just, I've learned a lot of things, but to break it down, I've learned everyone's human and everyone needs to be affirmed that you love them once in a while. Like you always need to tell the people in your family that you love them because no matter how many times you say it, it's always true and they always need to hear it once in a while. Fantastic. And Jeff, from your point of view, what's the big takeaway? To be more conscientious and determined to spend more time with Gabe, to cut out some time and uh, because if you don't, it just doesn't get done. 
Uh, hi, my name is Carlos. I'm coming from Gledwood Hills in Camden. Hi, I'm Alejandro and I'm Carlos's son. Say one or two things that have really, you've enjoyed the best over this uh, Growing Good Men weekend. Is the way we communicate with our kids, with our sons. And this weekend gave me a better idea about it and helped me to make that uh, connection stronger. First of all, the food was amazing. And second of all, the opportunity to spend time, quality time with my father. I think that's pretty good, actually. Young blokes like good food. And I'm, I'm tipped off that at Men Alive weekends, they do feed you pretty well. Was that true? That's 100% true. So you think now, as a result of the weekend, compared to where you were on, say, Friday afternoon, where you are now, you're much better off at uh, being able to talk to your dad? Yeah. I think that really helped me. On Friday, I came here with a... Like, I wasn't really looking forward to it, but I'm leaving now, and I feel like a much better person now. Great. Okay, and Carlos, for you? It was a good experience with my oldest son, and I would like to repeat it with my youngest. That was an amazing weekend, and I guess we are going to build a better relationship with my kid, and now he's a man. He's now joined the circle of men, and... I hope this relationship is going to make it stronger and it's going to last forever. Fantastic. G'day, I'm John. I'm from Wollongong. Hello, I am John's son, Patrick. What was the, the most memorable part or a couple of the highlights of the weekend for you, John? All gathering around the fire and uh, basically the rite of initiation for the young sons. That was really marvellous. And I liked all of the activities that we did. So what are the the things that you can take away from this weekend that you can use? That everyone needs affirmation and validation and just someone giving them the good job, thumbs up. Well, we'll do that right now. Good job. Well done in answering that question. And John, for you? The idea of having regular relationship building time together, you know, rather than everybody just gets so busy with their day-to-day life that we all live as strangers in the same house kind of thing. Okay, I'm David. I came to this weekend, to be honest with you, because my wife booked it and said we needed to go to repair our relationship. And I'm about to leave here now to go home to thank her because what she has done, there is no price on it. I'm very emotional speaking about it. Um, This opportunity that I had with my son, I'll never ever get it again. Actually, let's find out from Robbie then what's something that really stood out to you that you've enjoyed this weekend. I really enjoyed the bit where the fathers that they created, Journeyman Poles, then we went to the campfire, we got blindfolded. We had to trust them to walk us there without us falling over or whatever. And then we did a ceremony, they prepared a speech for us, we said it, and then we were welcome to the circle. Welcome to the Circle of Men. What's, say, one or two big things that you want to take away and keep doing? Uh, probably being able to communicate with my dad better and be able to, like, talk more about things. OK, and David, for you, what are, what's the big takeaway from the weekend for you? The biggest takeaway is that I'm now taking home a young man instead of a boy that I came with. And the biggest part of it is me being able to write a letter I wrote a letter to my son and he wrote one for me. When I thought, when I saw that in the book on, on Friday night, I said to myself, a letter, my God, how am I going to write a letter? What am I going to write in this letter? And once the weekend was over, it was the last, one of the last things we did, we wrote this letter, I sat down and I wrote three pages for him. And if I had more paper, I probably still would have kept writing. 
thanks for sharing this story over on, on the Growing Good Men weekend. And thanks for being part of the journey. Thank you. And thank you to the team. Thank you. Well, thanks very much to Max Norton there, who, uh, who went to a fair bit of trouble, I've got to be honest, to, to turn up at Cataract Scout Camp, just as the, the dads and lads last weekend who were part of the Growing Good Men experience that was run by Rob Falzon from Men Alive, and I was really privileged to be a, a part of that process and, and involved in some of the talks and some of the activities, but but hats off to the guys from uh, from Men Alive, to Rob Falzon, who put in big time, to Ian Borman and uh, Frank Lamasson, who was uh, who was on the tools, did a great job with the cooking, and uh, you, I think you heard that from one of the lads, how much they loved the food. Well, full bellies mean they can focus on a whole lot of really important things, and that was certainly that was certainly the, the idea and certainly the case. It'll be getting run again next year, and I'd encourage people both in the uh, the area that I reside and where we run it, in the Sydney Wollongong area, but also in places like Brisbane and increasingly other states, Melbourne, those sort of regions that uh, you can get yourself onto one of those weekends with your sons. It's uh, it's well and truly worth it. Coming up now is a bit more music. It's uh, it's Matt Ma, Lord, I need you. Um, and after the break, we're going to finish off with the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton. Deacon Josh is going to talk about using a, a tool called the Divine Office as a prayer tool. In preparing for that, it reminded him of a number of things, of the importance of praying always and, and having yourself surrounded by people who help you to hold your hands up. He does that with his his mates in the Catholic Church and, and seemingly too with his mates in, in other Christian denominations as well. And how powerful is that? That's after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. Lord, I come I confess Bowing here I find my rest Without you I fall apart You're the one That guides my heart Lord, I need you Stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus. 
On the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness. And now, here's the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton. On a regular basis, I'm part of a group, an ecumenical group that gathers to share, to pray, and to support each other as we journey in ministry and just in our relationship with Jesus. The conversation had moved on to discipline, spiritual discipline. How do you maintain your spiritual discipline? in faith and in the busy work, busy life that each of us lead. The conversation moved around to different ways of reminders and apps and all sorts of things. And and then someone mentioned that within their church, there'd been a move towards having a bit of influence and a bit more of understanding of what used to happen in monasteries. Because I was the person that may have a bit more knowledge of this area, all eyes turned to me and they asked, what would that mean? So I had some time explaining how in monasteries and in religious houses, quite often everyone gathers to share in the divine office, this time of prayer that unites everyone, all those around the world to praying with this form of prayer. And it's a wonderful way of going through, praying through the Psalms, through scripture and through understanding of the things that we should pray for as a society. It was a really interesting thing to encounter. The group hadn't really heard of the Office of Readings. They hadn't really heard about the Office in general. But it made them think about their faith. And it made them think about the disciplines they bring into their life to make sure that they're true and faithful to God. In this last period, we've heard from the book of Exodus and we've heard from Moses and how when the Israelites were fighting against some of their enemies, there was a moment when... Moses' arms grew heavy because he was raising them in prayer, praying for the Israelites, for their success in a battle. The thing that really strikes me about that story is the moment where others come to help him pray, to hold his arms up. Sometimes that's what we need. The spiritual discipline that each and every one of us need sometimes could be as simple as others around us. They say that if you're going to be healthy, make sure you've got a buddy, declare it to others so that you know and others know that you're trying to live a healthier life. Maybe we need to do that a little bit more with our faith as well. Maybe like Moses, we need people to come and hold our arms up and help us to pray when we don't feel like praying. Spiritual discipline is a challenge, but sometimes I think the church has absolute wisdom by encouraging us to use things such as the office because it knows quite often we would rather not be disciplined. We'd rather just do rather than pray, be rather than be present. It's important for us. 
Who's going to help you hold your arms up in prayer this week? It's important that we all have those around us to help us to be as disciplined and discipling as can be. Great song there to finish off. Ellie Holcomb, I will carry you. Thanks to the Bush Deacon, Josh Clayton from down in Bathurst, talking to us about praying and being surrounded in prayer by, by good good buddies and how he uses the divine office to do that and to ensure and to have the knowledge that while he's doing that, people right around the world are doing it. As the sun moves and the time changes across the world, people right around the world are doing this continual prayer of, of the church. 
and how wonderful it is when we uh, when we come together in prayer as Christians. So thank you, thank you to him, thank you to to uh, the guys from Growing Good Men and to Max Norton for the interviews that he did. The testimonies coming out of the Growing Good Men weekend held last weekend. Great to have Father Brian Lucas on the show this week. It was a uh, Socktober, and he spoke about that as part of World Mission Month. And Sister Hilda Scott, of course, or Mother Hilda Scott, each and every week, and to Father Mark DiBattista, who broke open this week's gospel for us at the top of the show. Hope you enjoyed it. It's been pretty jam-packed. Don't blink, you'll miss something. But if you did, don't forget, you can go back to jcr.org.au. You can uh, link into any of the stuff that you heard today. You can go and access those individual God spots. You can listen to the whole show. You can sign up and get it sent to you as a podcast email each week. You can keep on listening like tens of thousands of our listeners do each week, listening in via their local Christian radio station. I know a number of those radio stations repeat this show midweek so that uh, people who might have missed it on Sunday can can hear it again, usually on a, a Wednesday or a, or a Tuesday, you know, often of an evening, and, uh, and we're really just so grateful to be partnering with uh, these Christian radio stations right around the world, whether it be over there in Perth or whether it be right up the east coast of Australia, so many country areas, people getting it in, in areas of Victoria and even down in Tasmania, certainly up in Queensland, central western New South Wales, all over the place, Canberra, and, and we know that people are, are accessing it overseas too, so we don't mind how you hear it, we just um, hope that it's blessing you, and we hope that it's making a difference in your in your walk with the Lord Jesus. Okay, better get going. But we will be doing it all again next week. Faith, hope, love and life. That's what it's all about. And you've been on the journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.